one of her co uh, colleagues said something. I didn't quite hear what she said, but she fired a comment and said, don't tell him about my sex dungeon, my sex toys. He'll then know what I'm like. This is Referee's World with Darren Cullum and Richard Mellon. Hello again, and welcome to the Referee's World podcast, which offers education and training for referees of all levels. My name's Darren Cullum. I'm a Level 5 referee affiliated with Somerset FA. And my colleague is Richard Mellon. He is the Technical Manager Referees at UAE FA, based in Dubai. More from Rich in just a sec. So in this episode, we're going to look at things not to say to footballers, OK? Because they may take things the wrong way and you may end up in the lurch because of it. We're going to speak to a guest who's just recently come from a 63-day ban for doing just that. The wrong thing to say at the wrong time. Although the story is actually quite interesting. You'll make your own mind up as to why and how it happened when you've heard it. We'll speak to Rob, who we caught up with in a local cafe in Taunton in Somerset, UK, where I live, uh, just recently, where I was joined by Rich, who I haven't seen in the flesh, touched him, embraced him, hugged him for a year now, because he obviously moved out to Dubai to take up his role with the UAE FA. So this is what happened when we caught up with our colleague, Rob McDonald. This is the Referees World podcast. Today's episode of the podcast, Rich, is, is going to be a bit of a learning curve, isn't it? For anybody that has potentially said something that they didn't mean to say, myself included, we'll go into that one again a bit later on, but uh, a, a, a much bigger incident that we're going to talk to our guest today. Yeah, um, all we're going to talk about is uh, there's a few banana skins uh, for referees and we need to be careful uh, about what we say and where we say it. You know, there are conversations to be had inside four walls and shouldn't go outside those four walls uh, and um, sometimes we we let our guard down un unknowing, unknowingly and that's that's what I'm going to talk to you guys about today because like I say you've both had experiences this year where you've both been suspended for words that you've you've said not intentionally but in the most uh, naive sense the the comments were made but the receiver on both occasions took umbrage to it and you know shopped you and so that's that's what we were uh, sorry that's what we want uh, the learning part of our mm. listeners to uh, to listen to uh, today so let's bring in newly promoted to level four rob mcdonald rob first of all congratulations on the promotion you must be delighted yeah definitely all the work hard work that's been going in for the last few seasons is now paid off and now we're in the big time. Well, not big time, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's where the hard work's been paying to get to. Right, so Rob, just fill us in then. Give us a brief um, description as to what happened to you and, you know, what the outcome was. So I was an assistant referee on a women's FA Cup game. Um, always, um, I thought what I thought was calm and fine. The game went on. Um, a few comments were made my way before the game. Um, which when you say comments were made your way in what respect so she'd uh, made comments of a sexual nature my way she called me a sexy beast which she must be blind innuendo <laughs> innuendo yeah. banter gen yeah, general yeah, banter gen yeah general banter um well and that's how i took yeah. it um the game went on uh and we came in after the game and we, we as referees were saying how well the game had gone and how well we'd done as you're doing your changing room and the door opened and in came uh, uh, this player and she asked if she could use our showers because hers were rammed uh, to which me being me and uh, I 
jokingly fired a comment back and said, um, yeah, not a problem as long as we can watch. Now, learning, obviously I shouldn't have said that, but being the, where, where I've come from, what I've grown up, I thought I could make these comments and have a bit of a laugh and a joke and how quickly did I learn I shouldn't. So based on your experiences of the day, the game, the um, uh, banter, we'll talk about banter rich in a moment, um, that you had, you felt that there was nothing wrong with that? Yes, yeah, at the time. So it was a bit yeah. of a shock when you suddenly got uh, some kind of message from the FA to yeah. say you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, well, I had the phone call uh, to say that it was being investigated and I was I was open and honest. I said, yeah, I said I said the, what I've said. I said, um, I just thought it was um, uh, basically a harmless joke. It was, it was meant as a joke. It was never meant to intend any harm. And unfortunately, after the incident, because at the time she didn't seem to take any offence to it. It seemed afterwards that she did. And, um, yeah, I've learnt the hard way. So a bit of friendly banter, what you thought was friendly banter, actually backfired on you. And what what did you actually um, receive for this after it had gone through the proceedings? So I received a nine-week ban, 63 days, uh, £123 uh, fine, and a education course at Wembley. Rich, it's... Going back to that episode about banter, what is banter, what is not banter, um, and where do you draw the line? Well, exactly what I was going to say. Where is the line drawn? Um, the situation for me is, uh, and, and both you and Rob uh, have had your experiences through this season, and when we look back at the season, uh, as everybody should do, it's, it's one of those things, what do we learn from this season? What we've learned from this season is, in the most serious way, is not to say the wrong thing. What is the wrong thing? Okay, consider what is the wrong thing. Rob, being Rob, uh, is is an engaging chap like yourself, approachable, uh, not afraid to have a chat with anybody. Uh, but what became, or what was started as banter, what started as uh, a, just a jovial conversation, uh, deteriorated very quickly uh, when the, both parties separated, and then that that person had this thing in their head. I didn't like what he said whatever um, happened and the way the uh, comment was taken and that person decided to shop Rob uh, and he, he basically got a kick in the shins and was judged. Can I just throw a curveball in here? Um, the girl that um, put in the complaint, yeah. was she on the winning team or the losing team? On the losing side. Right, Rich, your thoughts on that? Um, <laughs> we, we, should not take, we should not take into account the result of the match. No. But results of the match do influence people's opinion about match officials. So consequently, when you have a game whereby you give a penalty and the, team, and the score ends up 1-0 and they score from the, winning penal, uh, from the penalty and that was, the, that was the result, there are things that influence people's mindsets. So consequently, this could have been part of it. But we can't say that. We can't say that that was part of the, the decision-making uh, process, but certainly had an influence, especially if this player was the player that missed a penalty that would have won the game or been the equalising goal. So the outcome of the game uh, doesn't really impact on what happened 
prior to the game, Rob, wasn't it? It, it happened uh, pre-match? Um, so the pre-match comments were made to myself and the, uh, from her to myself. and then often... What did she say to you? So uh, the first one, she, um, she was stood on um, the steps opposite me on a, a, a cha- the changing rooms. There's like a, raised a bit. Um, the comment came across. So one of her colleagues came out of the changing room while she was... Um, eating a banana provocatively, that's what the best way I can put it, and uh, uh, one of her, co- her colleagues said something, I didn't quite hear what she said, but she fired a comment and said, don't tell him about my sex dungeon, my sex toys, he'll then know what I'm like. So again, the conversations were along them ways. Um, again, like I said for, before, um, we'd done the team checks and um, the, the one team wouldn't come out of their change rooms. They were playing the mind games before the game. Uh, and uh, she said, come on, Raph, get, uh, get them out. And I said, I think the one is scared of me. And she said, well, you are a big sexy beast. Again, all laughed off, all well, what I took as what I thought was a joke, a banter. So obviously my levels of tolerances, and I think that's what it comes down to, is different people's tolerance levels. But the problem is, in this day and age, you can't... The, the, everybody's tolerance levels are completely different, and I've learnt the hard way on that. Rich, can I... Oh, sorry, go on. You I want to say you've got to get into match mode at a certain time. And to be in match mode, uh, I would say, is when you're li- certainly lining up in the tunnel uh, to come out to, to the game. And... I understand that you're in a relaxed situation, but you have to be in match mode right from that time when the referee says, OK, guys, let's go. Let, let's go do it. Um, and then to go outside and then someone says, come on, ref, get them out of the uh, changing rooms, you should already be in match mode. You shouldn't be thinking about these one-liners. And there are people in the game that have got one-liners. I'm not a one-liner person, but I know what to say in some situations. But what I know not what to say as well. Uh, and for me, I, I'm, I suppose I'm telling Rob off, but it's, it's well after that now, you know, because he's served his 63 days uh, and it's a, it's a few weeks since those 63 days suspension had uh, concluded. So, you know, it, it is a learning process. It's about when to be in match mode on this occasion uh, and not to be standing outside with your flag in your hand, standing six foot five and thinking, you know... This is, this is the life and this is how um, and it should always be. It's not like that. It's not like that. It's, it's very difficult. Can I ask you, um, in your experience, based on what Rob has told us, is that a bit excessive in terms of the ban that he received and the fine that he received? In my opinion, yes. Mm. Yeah, I, I, when, when you look at other situations uh, as regards... I'll be very careful how I say it, but, but referee abuse or abuse to another person doesn't carry a 63-day suspension and a £120 fine. Not to my knowledge, anyhow. So I I do think it's excessive, and I think Rob has has definitely learnt uh, learnt a lesson from this. Uh, And for whatever we do for the rest of our careers, we make those mistakes... We never make those mistakes again. Uh, and I think that's exactly how, you know, should be looked at. But don't get drawn into that situation. Uh, it, it, you know, always be, you know, with your gloves up, you know, ready, ready, to, ready to go into battle. That's, that's how we are uh, as referees. Be ready to take on the challenge. Just have a, a cheeky little laugh or a cheeky little smile when somebody says something, but sure. don't engage in that way. Yeah, don't, don't engage verbally. That, that would be my advice. You know, make a smile. Don't do not wink at a female player. Uh, if a female player winks back at you, just do not engage with it. Uh, don't get drawn in. That's that's simple to say now because we're we're all learning from this. And um, 
Rob's learning curve on this is everybody's learning curve. It's to get a new filter. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a learning curve for all of us, but, uh, you know, Rob's had to take the experience yeah. of a 63-day suspension. Yeah, I know we're laughing about this, but um, I know how upset you were and how it hit you to have 63 games because you're somebody that will do three, four, five games a week because you love it that much. Yeah. So, Yeah, it was massive um, and... The, the problem is I lost a little bit of motivation with it, which then meant that I didn't train as I should have done and stuff like that. So it's hard now to come back ready for level four. I'm having to push harder yeah. than I would have done. So 63-day ban hit me really hard. Rich, um, for somebody who's new into refereeing that, or somebody that's maybe thinking about it, but they keep hearing all these stories of referee abuse and all the rest of it, and then something like this comes along whereby a referee gets such a lengthy ban over something which re really is quite minimal and then the same person hears of a referee that has been verbally abused threatened and it is all visible on social media to see gets um uh, a very very minimal ban yeah how, how how do you tackle that situation when you're trying to encourage new referees in um for me personally it's very difficult to um stand there in front of people and say uh, you know Everything in the football world is hunky-dory. It's not quite the case. There are areas that still need to be uh, reviewed, and I think that's this is one of those areas because, you know, uh, let's talk about the uh, referee abuse um, that we talked about in an earlier podcast mm -hmm. at Bristol Manor Farm. Bristol Manor Farm. Um, I think that manager got tw 12 matches. 12 yeah. matches and uh, Rob, you were quite... Was it a 50 quid fine or something? I stupid? It, was, yeah, it, was, I, I, it was very minimal. You know, but what we don't do is we, we don't set these um, punishments, but what we have to do is learn from these things. And that's what I keep saying. Let us learn from this. The guy at Bristol Manor Farm, he got a 12-match ban. Rob, what's the equivalent of what you've done, Rob? 63 days. How many games was that, roughly? So probably around about 27 games minimum. And if I picked up the extra ones, which I mm. often do, which I get told off about, uh, doing too many games. But yeah, it's minimum would have been 27 games. Mm. 27 games. That's hell of a lot of games. But let's get to the mercenary side of this. There are referees out there that use uh, refereeing as a source of income. Mm. And to lose 27 games in a season, let's just say £10 a game. £20 a game. Think about the, the multiplications here. Because, like I say, if, if you're reliant upon uh, a little bit of uh, income from, from refereeing... Let's be careful about how you go about it. And this is what this is really coming down to now. Because like I say, Rob's still got a long face now, uh, having served 63 days uh, and uh, 120 quid. That's 120 quid on top of all those um, match fees he never received. So think about it. Look after yourself. Don't, don't get caught with your gloves down. Uh, and maybe I'm using too many cliches, mm. but... This is a huge learning point. And, and me being Rob's mentor for three or four years, whatever it's been, he gets a real slap around the face if I was tall enough to reach. But, you know, but, <laughs> but you're not. But I'm not. <laughs> but like I say... <laughs> so, you know, let, let, let's just uh, recap a little bit here, Darrell, because you also suffered yeah. uh, a suspension during the season for something that you said. Uh, and as harmless as what you thought it was, this guy took umbrage to what you said uh, although you didn't mean it for him to hear it he'd still mm. gave you a kick in the shins uh, and uh, I think that's what we said at the time so there are two 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 friends two referees two aspiring referees that want to progress 
and you both get a kick in the shins. Uh, and like I say, from me, you just get a telling off. Let's just, let's be careful what we do and how we do it. It's, a, it's going back to the old thing that we talk about is protect your profile. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, well, every episode you say protect your profile. Yeah, yeah, because they're... Go back to what we said at the beginning of this podcast. There are there's a banana skin almost around every corner if you're not careful, you know. And the, and you've both had the, those banana skins this this season. You never saw it. You never um, what's sorry? You never uh, what's the word? Predicted. We never predicted that something like this was going to happen. So you know what comes out of a football season is is upon reflection. Uh, is it's a major thing that we're making of it. But in the grand scheme of things, think about all the number of games that you've did, the number of times that you enjoyed refereeing, uh, and all the positivities that came out of it. But here at the bottom of it, there's one that brings brings you back with your feet on the ground. Yeah. Rob, can I ask you what this incident, uh, what you've learned from it, what, what how did moving forward? Um, moving forward, almost for me is um, don't almost be myself. Um, go in with more, and I think. This is where I went wrong was you need to be professional at all times regardless of what level you're at. That's so that's a good description. Then the thing is where that's where you get a pat on the back from the master <laughs> here, So so the, the so, as opposed to a kick in the shin. Yeah, well that's it. So the thing is the 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 professional side has to come out and you some of the things well the, obviously I said I wouldn't necessarily say in a work situation, so you need and you need to treat it as a work situation at all times. And it's almost yes, it, I've learned that I can't be me. Um, whereas what I'd say down the pub or what I would say in a general joke, as a general joke, I can't be on, on a football pitch. And it's a it's made me learn quite steeply. It was a, it was a sharp shock, but a, in a way a good one as well because it's hit me quite hard to learn sort of thing. For me, I would I would say it's it's not really about me being me, as you might have said when I'm down the pub. If that's you when you're down the pub, then I would suggest you've got to change that mm. uh, and and be that little bit more um, guarded. Be a bit more professional if that's applicable when you're in the pub. You know, just just look after the profile. Don't don't be one of those that's uh, you know. Uh, Necking sort of six beers every night and uh, out there with the lads and having a good fun. I was going to say, don't spend so much time down the pub. (laughs) But uh, yeah, this is about um, you know learning from it. And uh, like I say, Rob's had a hard time uh, for the last uh, few months, uh, and you know there was a there was a lot of mental anxiety as well, wasn't it? Because you know we we were chewing uh, chewing the cud and just it didn't feel right because we didn't feel it was fair. But what is fair? Fair, it would, if you would never have got into this situation if you had been careful about what you said and where you were. Did you have any point, at any point, did you think about maybe appealing against it? Yes. Um, the thought did go through my head at first with the length of ban. Um, but given the circumstances, uh, given the circumstances, I and a long chat with Rich, um, uh, obviously being my mentor, um, I decided that actually, no, serve the serve it and just take it on the chin and sort of deal with it as it was. Rich, let's talk about making an appeal in a situation like that. Sometimes it is better just to, as Rob said, just take it on the chin and get on with it because when you go through an appeal process, there's extra time involved, extra money involved, extra, as you've already touched on, mental stress with it. 
I, I would just say, what, what's the purpose of appealing um, in either situation, yours or Rob's uh, situation? There was nothing to gain other than just to be honest and listen out. Because um, if I wanted to, to make an appeal in Rob's uh, case, I, I would be looking for um, the severity of 63 days. I, I think that is a little bit excessive. Perhaps that will be under review uh, in the future. Uh, but there has to be uh, something set as an example. Uh, and I think maybe Rob w- was used for that reason. This is an example that is not acceptable. And maybe we just have to uh, consider that. But let's go back to yours, Dad. Yours was uh, a, quite a, a minor uh, sentence, a sentence, punishment, should I say? <laughs> you haven't been inside, but it, it, it was a minor punishment in comparison. So you know, equally, calling someone a name that you actually called them is is offensive, and that and that could have provoked a, a violent reaction from that person. You know, and there are certain things that um, get considered, uh, and I just say, you know, it's it's not easy. Sometimes it's not easy out there. But, you know, Rob was relaxed and he was, he was looking forward to his game of footy that afternoon. And then what came afterwards was just a total shock and surprise, mm. as was yours. You know, you, you thought that you left that game at 12 o'clock on that morning, Saturday morning after taking your son to football. You made the comment that you thought was just a throwaway comment uh, and nothing more than that. But that afternoon, when you got into the changing room, there you were, assistant referee on the Supply League game, and in come that guy with the team sheet. Uh, I think I said it at the time, I'd love to have seen your face. Yeah. When, when he walked in with the team sheet, your chin must have touched the floor. Yeah. You know, And that, these are the things that we learn from. Yeah. Uh, and what I want to say is just be careful, guys. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Not to the guys I'm speaking to now, but all the guys and girls out there listening. Rob, I would also like to add as well is, although mine was in the women's game, be careful what you're saying in the men's game because there are men out there that might take offence to them as well. So it's not just because it was in the women's game. Um, it may well be taken that it was. It might happen in the men's game as well. Whereas, yes, you might have what's called banter um, where you think it might be okay with uh, gentlemen or men or whatever you want to call them. But, yeah, it's one of those where just be careful every game you go to, whether it be youth, men's, women's, everything, be careful what you say. Let me just say that, Rob, you used the word banter, Darren's used it banter, I understand banter. You said your comments in with a little bit of banter attached to it. Darren, when he made his comments, that wasn't banter. So th- there is both ends of the spectrum here as regards insulting somebody by calling them a name uh, as, as opposed to having a little bit of... Um, uh, innuendo, innuendo, uh, which was yeah. misunderstood. Was it misunderstood? We will never know. Or was it deliberate ploy to get a match official set up, suspended, uh, and demoralised? Mm. But hey, it's open to investigation. Well, not anymore. It's not because it's all closed. Right. Um, I think that's a really interesting podcast, and hopefully, anybody that has been in that situation before has a story to share. Then we'd love to hear about it because I think many other referees, uh, not just here in the UK but around the world, could learn from incidents like mine and like Rob's, particularly. Um, but uh, if you do want to get in touch, please do through the website. Go to refereesworld.co.uk. You can email us that way. You can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter as well. This is Referees World with Darren Cullum and Richard Mellon. 